Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. Coming to you from fabulous Studio B in Bradenton, Florida, it's the Grind Time Wrestling Podcast with the GTW Ringside Commentary Team. I'm your host, Handsome Dan Salorzo, and with me, as always, is the GTW Commentary Team. Tugboat, Drew Kistler, how are you, sir? I'm great, man. I'm hey. ready for this. I'm ready for this event coming up next month. I got so excited. Or next to, week. <laughs> I got so excited to introduce Andy. Andy, A-Train Liner, how are you? Yeah, what's going on, man? I'm uh, I'm out in a remote location, so if uh, the signal goes a little haywire, just know it's because I'm out here scouting in uh, a country unknown is what I'll say. Andy always in the field, and Mr. Smoke Out, your girl, the Don Marijuan, Jay Breezy. Hey, man, I'm exactly where I need to be, high as a kite, talking about fights. Let's do it. Come on. <laughs> And we are here to talk about GTW 5 Apocalypse, taking place April 24th at the GTW Grindhouse, located at 5642 Jason Lee Place, Sarasota, Florida, 34233. And before we get into our card preview, as always, we are going to put some business in the front. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at JU Wrestling and on Twitter at JU underscore wrestling. And of course, at JabroniUWrestling.com. If you want merch, you can find JU Wrestling gear at our Threadless store at JabroniU.Threadless.com. To follow Grind Time Wrestling, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Official Grind Time Wrestling. To purchase tickets to Apocalypse and all future events, subscribe to Grind Time Wrestling at Eventbrite.com and you can buy tickets at GrindTimeWrestling.com. Tickets are only $20 and are extremely limited. You pay more at the door, so get your tickets now at Eventbrite.com and at GrindTimeWrestling.com. And remember, the card's subject to change. We don't know what's going to happen. Because these indie guys are working so, so hard. So it's sometimes we get more people on the card. It's awesome. Sometimes people have to dip out. But we're going to preview what we know. And hopefully the card stays pretty much the same. <laughs> uh, guys, off off the trail or uh, of... Uh, ooh, sorry. Mix. Yes, the trail mix. Off the trail Mark. mix. We are hot off the heels of... March to Glory. Incredible, incredible event that was. An incredible event. Did you did you like that event, Drew? How was that event? I didn't like it. I loved it. Um there was a lot of a lot of wild things happening. Um if you if you haven't checked it out on YouTube yet, you could be sure and watch it. There was a out of nowhere unsanctioned match that just was I I don't even know how to describe it. It was, let's just say, violent. And it's great that you mentioned that because it is going to play into the main event of Apocalypse. And we're going to dive into the card right now. So let's start right at the front, as we always do, with Cameron Stewart versus Sir Knight Merrick Donovan. Donovan had a great showing against the shooter Freddie Hudson at March to Glory. Tugboat, who do you got for this match? Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, Sir Merrick Donovan's uh, gonna get this one. I think he's coming off a, a you know he's coming off what a one 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 win winning or one match winning streak, and 
you know, CMS, I don't know. I think he might be have still have some lingering uh, health issues. So we'll see. Not to mention Merrick won that Battle Royale. Yes. Talk about. That's true. Of yes. course. Yeah. Uh, let, let's let's pitch it over to Jay Breezy then. We're going we're gonna to switch things up and go a little out of order today. Jay Breezy, who you got for this match? Oh, man. You know what? Uh, I'm going to have to go CMS on this one, mainly because... You know, we know that CMS is is the first inductee into the May tournament for the DIY championship. Uh, and the fact that Ty has so much faith in Cameron McLeod's, McLeod's, McLeod's Cameron Stewart, it's, you know, I feel like I have faith in Ty. And if Ty have faith, has faith in CMS, I have faith in CMS as well. Jay Breezy, you zooted so, right now? Uh, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> well it's gonna be a real nice treat when that pizza you forgot you ordered shows up a train who do you got for this match well zooted and booted uh i'll tell you what uh the sir merrick one uh is one and oh in his last one fight you know as drew said so that's that's pretty spectacular stuff right there uh but we're talking about cms man uh, for me, CMS is still one of the youngest, um, you know, rising stars in the company. And, and just in wrestling, this dude is going to be a star. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, old George Moorhead is not around for this match. Is that correct? I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't predict the future of George Hudson Moorhead's uh, whereabouts, but I find that he's normally very deep in the business with with, with uh, yeah. grind time he's definitely been talking to a lot of the guys scouting the the uh the the boys backstage so it's to to me that's Usually, that's, that's my that's my x factor in this yeah. match is if we do end up seeing george moorhead because he can always he can always make time for money because to him time is money even though i don't particularly like the way that he goes about his business but I, again, we're not really sure about that. So if well, I am. Uh, I told George to sit this one out, <laughs> stay in the back. Um, so it's kind of a spoiler alert for you guys. But uh, George is going to sit this one out. He's going to be in the back, and uh, CMS is going to come out on top because uh, you know I spoke with him separately, and um, you know CMS is ready, and uh, he's going to get the victory here. Okay. Well. You you heard it from A Train. He's gonna tell George Moorhead the fourth to sit in the back. But in the event he decides to not do that and come out, I I might I might call it for Cameron Stewart on this one myself. It's you as much as I don't like how the how the guy works. You want a guy like that in your corner sometimes if your end game is victory by any means necessary. Uh, I'll tell you what, Daniel. If he shows up and he comes out there. You guys let me know. I'm I'm hard at work scouting over here. Please let me know, and I will personally show up to the next event in May. Well, it sounds like you don't want him stepping on stepping on your toes. All right, let's let's move on to the let's move on to the next match on the card. Here we've got yeah. Chelsea Durden. It's always great when Andy shows up to an event. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah. I call it a show event. It's like a show and an event because it's so huge. No, it's only an event. Go on, Daniel. 
Next on the event card, we've got Chelsea Durden versus Sofia Castillo. Now, Castillo, of course, had a great showing at the GTW Classic back in November against current GTW Women's Champion Ali Rex. Tugboat, who do you got? Well, both these young ladies, they you know they have something to prove here. They're both coming in with an own one record in in uh, grind time wrestling. We saw them both at that uh, inaugural event back in November. Um, you know, Sophia, she's got the great ring presence, but I don't think it's going to be anything compared to uh, Chelsea Dernan. I think Chelsea's hungry and and she's uh she's got something to prove more than anybody else. I think. Jay Breezy, your take. Hey, you know, uh, I've seen Chelsea in the ring. She's aggressive. She's a presence. She, uh, she's she's good. She's a good professional wrestler. But guess what, Sophia Castillo, she is the presence. She is the she's she's my girl. You know, ride or die. So we're going with uh, Sophia on this one for sure. Oh yeah, that is right. I do I do recall that you were uh, enamored with her performance, Sm- smitten, if you will, with her performance, with her performance. Bottom line, yeah, it was, no, it's, she's, it's in, she's incredible. She's incredible. She's a star. She's a star in the making, and she's uh, she's ready to prove herself. Did I hear you say wink? No. Did, did, I, people don't say wink, Daniel. They just wink. So I don't know what you're talking about. So, so did you wink? Are we, we winking? No. 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 What? <laughs> If you see me, if you saw me wink, you'd see me wink. I didn't wink. Maybe you just had something in your eye. Andy, who do you got for this match? Listen, man. The T-Wink says, when you pass it to the left from Jay Breezy, you gots to go with what Jay Breezy says. And listen, we're, we're talking about the presence of these women. Chelsea Durden is an absolute animal. She came in there, and she came to hurt people on the first gtw event but chelsea man she you know she she's up against somebody that is a a former dancer um worked with uh sign language you know and and you know the signs that i'm i'm seeing is a loss for miss durden okay that's that's that okay all right I, i i hear you on that one I I think Sophia Castillo has her work cut out for her against Chelsea Chelsea Durden, but she's she's also gone toe to toe with the champ. Chelsea Durden doesn't quite have that experience under her belt, and she is mean and she's tough. So it's it's hard for me to call, but I'm always a fan of experience, and I think I'm I think I'm calling this match for uh, Sophia Castillo. Let's move on. That's to- a smart man. You're a smart man, Daniel. Wink. Did I? Did you say wink or did I say wink? I, I think you just said it, but I don't know why. You look yeah, like you're winking with both your wink. eyes right we now. You said it. wink, but you just yeah. stared. <laughs> <laughs> moving on to the next. Moving on to the next match. Blink. <laughs> We've got the baddest man alive in Leroy Shogun versus. The richest man alive, Winston Bentley III. The best man alive has been on a tear in GTW, racking up them wins. Meanwhile, Winston Bentley, he hasn't seen singles action in GTW. So this this could be an interesting matchup here. Uh, Tugboat, what do you make of this? Yeah, the the, bo- the bodies the Shogun is leaving behind him is, 
is just growing larger than Mr. Bentley's stack of cash every month. And this month, Mr. Bentley will be on that stack. Shogun all day. Jay Breezy, Shogun or Bentley? Hey, listen, listen, Daniel. You saw them try to uh, get at Shogun with hiring JC Vega to get in there and, you know, try to do some. What what that what uh, I don't know what they thought that he could do against Leroy Shogun. That's Leroy Shogun is the champion of champions at Grind Time Wrestling, undefeated. Just goes in there, always proving himself all the time. He's the baddest man alive. And as much as Winston Bentley the Third and financially stable have grown on me, uh, there's no chance that Winston can pull this off. No, no amount of money can prepare you for Leroy Shogun. And I am going to add an asterisk to him being undefeated in that he did actually suffer a loss to Cody Barringer. However, it was a blatant low blow and that should have been a victory oh. for, for Leroy Shogun. But, but, but I, I, I will, I, I, I only have to, I only have to say that as being unbiased, but I, you know, personally, I tend to think Shogun had that, had that match won. A-Train, who do you have for this match, Shogun or Winston Bentley? Well, listen, there's a few things going on here. Winston Bentley, uh, last time, you know, was up against a former friend, right? Now he's back to his ways where he's taking cash to try to take out Leroy Shogun. And Leroy Shogun, like you guys said, has been on an absolute roll He's been rolling those bodies into the river, and, and he, you know, people are trying to figure out how they can get at him. I just feel like, you know, Vega coming in and uh, throwing the cash at Winston Bentley when Men Winston Bentley's mind isn't fully right after he just had to take on a friend in Cody. Um, I don't know. I just don't think he's going to be uh, mentally there. Plus, guess what? Connor's not going to be there for the tag. Leroy's used to doing this solo. Leroy's used to doing it by himself. Winston Bentley, not so much. So he came for a payday. He's going to get his cash, and he's going to get his ass whooped. Leroy Shogun. All right, Atrian. Now, I tend to agree with you. I, I am want to say that Shogun has to keep his eyes peeled for that financially stable tag mate, Connor McKay. He's, he's not scheduled for action that night. He's not on the card, you know, however, I tend to find with these tag teams where one goes, the other one is not far behind. So on, on paper, one-on-one, -on -one, this is Leroy Shogun all day, but I, again, he's got to, he's got to have eyes in the back of his head if he wants to get a W in this match. Let's move on to the next match on the card here. The Brooklyn Outlaw Donovan, a newcomer to the Grindhouse. Versus Tarzan Duran, and he's fresh off a of victory at March to Glory. Tugboat, Tarzan Duran, or the Brooklyn Outlaw? Man, you know, we, we've seen Tarzan a couple times, and I really like what he does in the ring. Uh, but um, I've been really excited since November. We were supposed to see Donovan before, and uh, uh, due to injury, he wasn't able to make it. And so, so I'm really excited to see him. That being said... Tarzan Duran for the W. I think uh, just the fact that he's he's been you know he's he's actually got time in the ring. There's no rust. 
I think uh, I think he's coming away with this one. And especially the 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 GTW Grindhouse are slowly getting won over by his talents. He's got that he's got that presence there at the Grindhouse where you know the outlaw Donovan just just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Jay, Jay Breezy, how do you see this one turning out? Uh, Tarzan Duran has shown a strong uh, jungle hunger since he started GTW. He he cannot uh, jungler. He's a, yeah, he's a jungler. Yeah. He's and, uh <laughs> and he's really he's really just uh unmatched and in I my heard opinion. He's jung like a horse. <laughs> uh, I actually have not heard that but uh uh I just don't I don't run in the same circles as you, Daniel. I'm sorry. But, I I misread my notes. That says jung as a jorse. Okay. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> he wears jorts. Yeah, so I think uh, the Brooklyn Outlaw has, he's about to meet something I don't feel like he's ever met before in Tarzan Duran. Tarzan Duran is a man animal, a manimal, and, uh, you know, you can listen to all the smash mouth you want. It's not going to help you. Tarzan Duran animal man is an animal man named Tarzan Duran. <laughs> Andy, <laughs> I'm in a I'm in a weird mood tonight, guys. Andy, who do you who do you have for this Listen, match? Man. We all saw what happened when Crocodile Dundee went into the city, and uh, and know, wait, that depends what, which Crocodile Dundee was that because if it's anything past one, I didn't see that. You it is one. You know what? It's I get I get you from context though. We all know what happened in yeah. Crocodile Dundee when he went to the city. Please continue. I'm sorry for interrupting. Right, but. Uh, it's all good. Um, sorry, hold on. A cheetah just ran past me. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm I'm out here in the jungle, and shoot, I just gave away my my location. Anyway, I'm scouting some some teammates of Tarzan, and uh, you know I'm, I'm finding out some very interesting pieces of information. Um, but the the Brooklyn Brawler, he is he's as tough as nails, man. He he like like Drew said he. Uh, he came out. He was supposed to come out. Uh, got injured. Let me let me way clarify. exceeded his timetable. Brooklyn Sorry, outlaw. Sorry, say that, Drew. Brooklyn outlaw. Yes. Steve Lombardi will not be here. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yes. Important. I, I don't want I don't want anybody to hear this and think that they're. Uh, yeah, they're the Brooklyn Hall of outlaw Famer. who also brawls. Sometimes my mind gets messed yeah. up. I'm on uh, ayahuasca over here and just doing things, <laughs> but but. Uh, Tarzan Duran is coming in to uh, a, the grindhouse where he's been there multiple times. He's gotten a feel for it. He's feeling really good. He's in a very good mentally place. Um, however, I'm going to take the man Donovan to get it done. He's he's just uh, I don't know, man. There's there's this X factor about him and this hunger that's inside of him and uh, the hunger of. Uh, the city versus the hunger of the jungle wins out on this night. All right. All I all I have to say about this match is Duran is one of the hardest working people in GTW and I think that work is going to pay off. I mean, the man the man trains like you you wouldn't believe. It's I don't oh, I, th- I don't think I saw anything but him being in the ring almost all the time, all the time training just just the the guy works hard, hard, hard. So 
I think I think that is going to pay off in this match. And now let us let's move on to the next match in the card for some tag team action. We got the team of Bud Heavy and the Cheese, affectionately known together as Beer Cheese. Versus last call in the Space Cowboy, Stacy Alexander and Cameron Walker. Cheese undefeated in GTW, tagging for the first time with Bud Heavy. Last call new to the Grindhouse. Tugboat, enlighten us and tell us who you have winning this match. I mean, this is a no-brainer. It's the cheese. When he hauls off and gets you with the farmhand, oh, man, it's over. One, two, three, done. Cheese-a-mania running wild all over the grindhouse. All right. <laughs> so don't don't forget, Tugboat. He's all. This is tag team action. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You can put <laughs> you can put him in there with former former tag team champion Nicholas, and he'll still get the W. <laughs> all right, Jay Breezy, who do you have for this match? Tell you what, this is uh, the last call I'll make this whole time is that Beer Cheese is going to win this whole deal. Uh. Basically, I can't go against them anyway. I named these guys, you know. I've seen Bud Heavy in action. He's a strong, heavy dude. He's ready to go. And him and Cheese together, I, I can just imagine them sandwiching somebody in the ring. I'd die. I would instantly die. And uh, it'd be the first death at GTW if that happened. So we're doing good so far. But, you know... I'm not going to count Last Call out. I, they do have the X Factor. I don't know a lot about uh, Last Call. I haven't seen them in action yet, but uh, uh, they look like they're pretty hardcore dudes. So at least Beer Cheese has a fight in store for them, but I don't think that they have a problem in store for them. All right, A-Train, your thoughts? Well, it's going to be like a deli in there because there's going to be so much meat swinging around that ring. I'll tell you what, you got some big dudes in there. Uh, last call is no joke. Um, uh, one of them's only 20 years old, but the other one's got some decent experience. He's big. He's trained with the likes of uh, Sean Spears and uh, Tyler Breeze, and uh, he's he's a presence, man. He's he's uh, I believe around six five two forty, and uh, you know. They, these guys are no joke. Uh, the only thing is, I'm I'm not sure how they are going to work together, but Beer Cheese is brand new together, too. And and Beer understood that if you can't beat the cheese, you got to join it. And Beer Cheese coming together, they're a cohesive unit. But Last Call is coming in as, as guys that, that don't have the respect yet. People don't really know too much about them yet. Um, so they're... They're coming in very, very hungry with something to prove. But at the end of the day, you know, as, as James and Drew said, we actually had the cheese on our uh, show, the draft pod available on the Jabroni U network. And you could tell that the cheese just had a different focus. He understood everything uh, cheesy that was going on. And, you know, he is going to shred the competition He's going to meld them up, and he's going to eat it up later. Beer cheese for the victory. All right. Bud and cheese are formidable opponents, for, for certain. 
butt tag experience goes the last call and for for me i i love i love bud heavy i love the cheese more than anything you know direct opponents of the nova alliance i won't hold that against him though he's he's a fine he's a fine lad but i think this one is going to have to i'm going to have to call this for last call on this one guys because they they just they have more more experience with teamwork wow. okay semi sonic Okay, hey, I, it's, I'm just I'm just calling him like I sees him. Closing time. <laughs> Let's move on to the next match here, and I'm not even sure if we're gonna e- even be able to call this a match. We got the GTW Women's Champion Allie Rex <sighs> versus Kelsey <sighs> Reagan. Now, Rex and Reagan were set for a title match at March to Glory, which immediately was derailed after Reagan mercilessly attacked Rex's already injured knee. The the mat the match never even got off to a, a start. Yeah. Tugboat And not to mention not to mention after Ty had already put a stop to the match before Kelsey even even started her attack. So, you know. Right. Double wrong on Kelsey's part. Okay, so with with that in mind, Tugboat, do you do you think that this match is ill advised? Should we even try to call? Should we even try to call anything for this? As far as we know, the the, the match is going to continue. But I, I gotta I gotta hear from you because you've got a very critical mind about these kind of things. I you know, obviously, Kelsey did irreparable damage to Allie's knee, and. Uh, yeah, I think uh, you know, it it's gonna be beneficial towards towards her if this match goes on. Um, so yeah, if if we see, it, I think it's I think we we might have a new champ if this match actually happens. But you know that that injury, it could uh it it could side sideline Alley for a while. All right, Jay Jay Breezy, uh, let me let me hear what you let me hear what you think about it. I'll tell you, I spoke with Allie at March to Glory, and, uh, you know, as much as her knee hurt, she had a lot of high hopes as to where she would be as far as the next show came around. Oh, I'm sorry, event. But uh, And now that that event is here, I'm not sure that, uh, you know, I don't want to count Allie out. She seemed when I spoke to her that she was very positive about her mind frame and where she would be by the time this event would take place. And, uh, you know, I just have to go by her word. I'm going to go with Allie on this one. You know, and Kelsey's Kelsey's a monster. So Allie's definitely got some work work put up, you know. All right. Andy. Same. Same same question. I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, Ali is uh, Rex in effect. Uh, she's known for her execution. Um, if the match goes on, um, because I don't believe that the match wouldn't happen because of Ali. The only reason a match may not happen and she may not make it there is if somebody comes behind her and just absolutely, you know, Nancy Kerrigan's her or the doctors say that you can't go because Ali is so mentally strong. And, and she's so physically strong that she's going to try to fight through anything. The only thing is when she hits the execution, you really got to get your, your, your full weight into it. You got you to, gotta like, load up and pop those knees. And uh, that's the thing I don't know if she can, she can do with her knee injured. 
you know, Kelsey understands what she did. She came in and she she hurt the right body part um, so that she could pick it apart for the next time they matched up. So I believe that Allie is uh, stronger mentally than Kelsey, but Kelsey comes in at 100% and with a good game plan. So it's really, uh, you know, mind over body and see what happens here. But um, this is a this is a really, really tough call. I never want to count Allie out, but uh, I just think it might be a little bit too much, and uh, Kelsey will get it done. But uh, if it does happen that way, I know that Allie will come back, and when she's even at 85%, Kelsey better watch over her shoulder because Allie will be coming for her. And I think that that is the question. Is is a month enough time to undo – to? to re rehab through any of any of that damage on what was already a, a severely a severely damaged knee you know la- last month we were saying that 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 match was ill advised and i just you know ali if if you're if you're listening i don't think anyone is going to think any less of you if you decide to put this match off i don't think anyone is going to think any less of you because to me, with all the facts laid out here, I I don't think you have any chance of winning. And I'm not saying that you're not a winner, but this is not not a fair fight. And sounds just, like that's what you're saying. I think I think the cards are are stacked way too much uh, against you. Like, mm. it, all all I'm saying is. Please listen, Allie. Please, what Daniel's trying to say in such a in, in such a haphazard what manner, what he's trying to say is we're worried about you. We want you to be safe. We want a future of Allie Rex in the ring, not just this match, and then you're done forever. You know, Allie, so, if you uh, can go have at it. All right. Well, let's let, let let's move on. Uh, let's hope for the best on that one. We're we're gonna move on. To, we got a we got a triple threat match here, guys. We got Brian Idol versus Kakoa versus mm-hmm. Boz, and so at March to Glory we saw Kakoa in one on one action against Brian Idol. Newcomer Boz boasts 13 years experience, and he was trained by Harley Race. Uh, Tugboat, what do, what do you make of what do you make of this match? And now having having this third man in it. Well, we know it's going to be good. There's a, you know, there's there's obviously a lot of animosity did not get settled in the ring between these two last month. Um and yeah, and Boz says, "Hey, don't leave me out, boys. I want to kick some ass too." But whenever the Hawaiian warrior is in the ring, it's time. Obvious, obviously, a vote for, for <laughs> stead, steadfast Kakoa fan, Doug Boat. <laughs> Jay Breezy, who do you got winning this match? Uh, listen, these are these are three muscular dudes that are gonna. This is a clash of the strong bodies right here, and it's anyone's game at this point. But you know what? I think I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm gonna go with the X factor on this. I'm gonna go with Dustin Bosworth. Boz. I, I haven't had any experience seeing him, but this dude seems like he is legit. 
All right. Wrestling since 2008, 5 foot 10, 220 pounds. He is trained by Harley Race and I feel like he is ready to get out there and prove himself at GTW. Interesting. Uh Andy same th- same question. Uh, now we got we got a third man, triple threat action. Anything can happen. Who do you got for it? Yeah, man. We we uh we know what happened uh last month with uh Brian Idol and Kakoa. But uh, now you add in that rocked-up piece of art they call Boz. Boz and Brian Idol are out there having a muscle off, just just showing off some short, tight boxer shorts. Uh, you know, uh, just flexing on people. Uh, one of them's in a soap opera, and the other one's in the in the poster for the soap opera commercial. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you got Cuckoo just sitting out there. And so I think what's going to happen is uh, Boz and Brian Idol are going to have a natural just, um, you know, magnetism to each other that where they're going to want to work with each other and kind of take out Kakoa. And um, I don't know. I think it, it, at some point, though, they, they do get Kakoa uh, out of there, and all of a sudden it's Brian Idol and Boz – now, all of a sudden, these guys are going at it, and Kakoa comes in, scoops in, gets the victory, and uh, Brian Idol and Boz are left looking around wondering what happened and what boxers they're modeling next. <laughs> and I think, you know, I, I just want to add, too, I think if I were to pick my show stealer, I think it's this one. I think, I think people will be mm. coming from the gutters to watch this match. <laughs> Heard. I think Idol is going to capitalize on the fact that this is a triple threat match to get some retri- retribution on Kakoa. I, I got I got Brian Idol winning this one. Oh. Mm. So three different choices. So Hot take. we're we're moving on, and this is Ernest Mac the Third's choice cut. We got Jake Sterling versus the oxygen thief, darling Daniel Starling. Now, oh. Sterling picked up a victory at March to Glory in, in an utter hellscape that we'll call a match, for lack of a better term, against no avail and Mike Orlando. Daniel Starling, he was probably off somewhere being mean to dogs. Tugboat, who do you, who do you have for this match? Yeah, that, like I uh, talked about earlier with the, that match last month of that unsanctioned match, that, that, was, that was violent. I think Jake is probably still sore and, you know... Daniel has has gotten himself a little bit of an edge to him, you know. I think he's, I think he's ready, and uh, you know he's he's willing to do whatever it takes to go to go head to head ah, head to head against Jake. And I, uh, I gotta give it to the Star Maker, Daniel oh. Starling. All right, I hate that choice, Jay Breezy. Who do you got for this match? I'll tell you what. Uh... Daniel Starling is actually starting to grow on me. He's a darling. He's becoming a darling in my heart. I always knew uh, I didn't really like you. I'm sorry. Continue. You know, I think maybe it was when he didn't share his hookah with me. It was just a misunderstanding. And and now at this point, Daniel and I can probably, you know, uh, make amends and, and, you know, hang out or whatever. But in this case, I just think that Daniel Starling like Drew said, he's willing to do whatever it takes to get things done. And Jake Sterling, I think, is more in the vein of doing it the right way. And, the, the you know, sometimes the right way is the harder way. 
And uh, I think Starling over Sterling on this one. James thinks he can make friends with a snake. A snake made out of absolute steaming human garbage. Andy Liner, what do you think about this match? I think there's three letters that separate their last name. And uh, when we're looking at that, you know, you got to figure out, is the A or the E better, you know? And, and uh, I think about Jake Sterling, and uh, he really came out and proved himself last month. I think uh, he's kind of flown under the radar a little bit, and he had his breakout moment, um, you know, in the last event and, uh, you know, fighting in there with a couple behemoths. So, you know, he, even though it was unsanctioned, you know, he, he, he showed out and did his thing. And so his star is absolutely rising, you know. But when we're talking about a starling, um, I kind of am with you, James. Like, Daniel Starling is quietly growing on me. Daniel Starling is, uh, well, sometimes I, I hadn't approved of the way he went about getting his victories he has just consistently gotten victories um and when you pull out a victory over one of my you know high you know ceiling guys in cms um that's pretty damn impressive so uh i think uh sterling is gonna control a lot of the match however i do think darling daniel starling gets it done and the a is better than the e on that night. Well, you're dead wrong there, Andy, because first of all, E is the uh, number one choice for any game where you have to guess what the letters, because it's the most frequently used letter in the English language. All three of you have trash opinions, and frankly, if you can't tell, I hate darling Daniel Starling. I want Jake Sterling to beat Daniel Starling so badly that when Starling finally wakes up, he has an existential crisis. I want to see him on his knees in the middle of a field at midnight, pissing his pants, tearing his hair out of his head, and screaming, why, to the full moon? Why did you put me on this earth to be a giant piece of garbage? I want everything bad in the world to happen to him. I just want Jake Sterling to win this match. I, I, yeah, that's, that's all, that's all I have to say about it. That's. You know, that's my uh, unbiased opinion about this match as far as the uh, as far as the technical acumen of both participants are concerned. I want Jake Sterling to win so badly that it makes Daniel Sterling cry and stop being mean to dogs. Speaking of the t- technical acumen, like don't let's not forget Daniel Sterling is a good professional wrestler. Like, yeah. Hold on. Let's not forget that. I'm looking at my notes here too. Is this for the? Is this for the universal? I'm. I'm sorry for the for the the multiverse title. This is a multiverse title match, right? I think it's a. Oh, yeah, is qualify, it? A it's, a, it's a It's a qualifier. Qualifier. It's a qualifier. Okay. Yes. For the tournament. Uh, now more yeah, than that ever. Gives me the same I need a Jake Sterling victory. I can't yeah. have Daniel Sterling anywhere near the multiverse title, or it's just going to turn to garbage just like everything he touches. All I hear is you martyring Daniel Starling. And, uh, you know, I, I, do, I don't love that, man. He's, uh, it's interesting that the heel is uh, making me go a little bit babyface for him. 
Daniel Starling, man, he's going to get it done. You're going to be angry. Oh, man. It's so great that he started, you know, loving loving the city that we're from, Sarasota, and being nice to all of us and definitely not talking about himself like he's bigger and badder than he actually is or referring to himself in the third person like an asshole. You're right. You're right, Andy. Maybe he's growing on me, too. I can't talk about this goddamn match anymore. We're moving on to the next one. (laughs) We got Mike Orlando versus Anthony Gagone. And this one's going to be wild. Mike Orlando, we of course all know. And uh, (laughs) sorry, true. Tell me about Anthony Gangone and who you have for this match. Well, this, I mean, uh, Anthony is very like his, his pedigree is astounding. Uh, you know, he's worked with almost every, you know, every, every federation there is he's, he's been around, um, but you know, Mike Orlando, he's the he's the stalwart uh, stalwart of the uh, the GTW, and I think uh, I think he's really over the last couple things or uh, events, <laughs> the last couple events we've had, he's really stepped uh, stepped up his game and just had an, a tremendous attitude and uh, veracity to him that he he's not stopping, and I'm I'm gonna ride that Mike Orlando train on this one. All right, Jay Breezy, your opinion. Hey, you know, as much as Jake Sterling is going to take the silver and Daniel Starling is going to take the gold, there's still Sterlings and Starlings. They're not there yet. There's one star at GTW, and that's Mike Orlando. So there's a few other stars at GTW, but Mike Orlando is one of the biggest and brightest and and largest and angriest shining stars of GTW. Don't forget violentist. So, uh, I think Anthony can get can Gagan can be Gagan because he's about to be Gagan. Andy, I gotta I gotta hear about this because I know I know you have uh, got a lot of information on both of these players here. What who do you see winning winning this match? Yeah, man, it's uh look, Mike Orlando, he's a beast. We know former football player. He's been in this thing for damn near a decade. Um, but he's running up against another very experienced wrestler um, with Anthony. And, you know, he's, he's got a fantastic finisher. Uh, I believe it's the F cutter. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's been doing this a while, and he's no slouch. He really, really brings it. Um, he's got a unique style to him. But like you guys said, Mike Orlando has just upped his violence. Like, he chooses violence seemingly every time he gets in the ring. And he's just somebody that, uh, you know, I, I think uh, his time is coming in terms of when he will get his shot at the, at the main title. And uh, he just feels like he's got this focus uh, that's happening that is, is hard to get over. And... He's been at the grindhouse over and over and over uh, every single event. Um, this is Gagone's uh, first uh, time stepping into the grindhouse. And I'll tell you what, the grindhouse, it's, it's a different place. It's a, it's a unique feel. It's, uh, it's a venue unlike any other. You step in there and you get this feeling of like 
almost like you're at a at a 90s punk rock show, but it's wrestling. And and Michael Orlando feeds off that energy. Uh, for Gangone, he, he might get enthralled in everything that's going around him, lose focus, and then that's when Michael Orlando is just going to come full blast. Michael Orlando is going to get it done. Yeah, I think I think common sense says Mike Orlando on this one. He's he's got the size advantage all all damn day and night. Anthony Gagone, you know, for for his height, he's picked the right trainers. Amazing Red, Brian XL, like the mm. and Amazing Red especially. These are guys who have time and time again have been able to take down these larger opponents with with yeah. their with their speed and quickness with uh with the with with the top rope stuff and the high flying stuff they could like he has this possibility to come out of nowhere and he could he'd trip guys like Mike Orlando up so if if Mike's yeah. not if Mike is not ready for that then all, all I have to say about this match is it will be interesting to see if David can take down Goliath in this match. I think this yeah. is the low-key sleeper to to keep your eyes on. People are going to uh, see professional wrestling at the highest level on that night in this particular match. It is going to be the best wrestling match on the card. It may not be the craziest because another one's coming. But in terms of pure wrestling, this will be the best wrestling match on the card. Uh, and you know, I will say, you know, listening to you guys talk, this actually kind of jogged uh, a thought, and it actually kind of worries me. I'm still going to go with Mike Orlando, but the one thing I do worry about is that Mike Orlando is used to a no DQ match. I, from from what I can tell at GTW, most times I've seen him no disqualification is is the match that he is going to be part of and if he's if in this match if it's uh if it's a rule based match is he he's not going to be able to get out of the ring and grab a chair grab a table use the things that he uses to subdue his enemies in the past he's not going to have those at his hands so i do worry about that that's a fair point he's a train on the tracks and they're trying to steer him you know, into yeah. a certain direction, and he's just trying to barrel right through the damn thing. That's right. Eh, well, you know, I, I, I may, I may want to reinform my own opinion a little bit now. Now that I'm thinking about it, because uh, another X factor in this match is now Mike Orlando has no avail and Jake Sterling out of his system. I think he can get mm -hmm. back to doing what he does best, which is hurting people and getting W's. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, good point. You know, I, I'm still with Mike Orlando. You know, I just worry there, there are these little things floating in the air here. Yeah. Get in your seats, sit down and just go along for the ride. This one is going to be amazing. All right. Well said Andy. And that is going to bring us to our main event. Sexy angels versus the gifted Versus the Hellhounds, and Lilith Woo. is banned from ringside. It ends where it all started. Tables, ladders, chairs. It's the main event, and it's for the GTW Tag Team Championship. So, 
We have Cody Berenger, who has just been tearing out a swath of destruction in GTW. No avail has been getting up to all kinds of violence. Asriel Rowe has been banished from the last show for drawing blood on the owner. <laughs> the, the, the gifted, as far as I know, have just been plotting silently, waiting, waiting for a moment to strike. So, t- Tugboat, this this match is going to be absolutely insane. We already it's it started back it started back right back at the beginning at the at the GTW Classic. Who do you got for this match? How do you see this going? Yeah, this thing is six months in the making, and I mean, I I'm I'm with I'm with our uh, great owner Ty. I just hope this can bring it to an end. Um, Although, you know, what we've seen has been fantastic and there's been a, a lot of uh, blo- blood, sweat, and tears over these tag team titles, which I love to see. Um, you know, I think I think with, you know, Noah last month pulling double duty and then his, his second match where he did that crazy thing he did at the end... Um, yeah, and, you know, and also I, I think keep in his, mind that uh, again that was an un, that was unsanctioned. It was yeah. it wasn't a match. Just a yeah. disclaimer: yeah, we, yeah. we're saying match because we don't have a better word for it. But it was yeah. not officially a match. But that 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 was you know I think I think with that he you know he's gonna do do some da- or uh, you know have a little bit a bit of damage done to him. You know, hellhounds they seem to be. I don't I don't know what's going on with them. They you know he, he, Cody and Lilith seem to be firing. I haven't really, you know, with the Hellhounds, you know, they're they're a team. They're not a team. They're a team. They're not a team. Lilith, Lilith has put a good fire behind them, but Lilith won't be there. But the Gifted, the Gifted have been a strong tag team from the beginning. You know, they, I th- I think they're they're going to come away with the with the tag team titles on this one. All right, Jay yeah. Jay Breezy. Who who do you have? And I I, I have a feeling that uh, we're all going to have slightly different takes on this match. Well, inter- interestingly enough, uh, me and Kid Wrestler here kind of have the same thought process going. And the only reason I'll tell you, you know, the Hellhounds. Let's talk about the Hellhounds. Uh, Cody and JT are laser focused on getting these belts, and nothing will stand in their way. But they have a rage that like an unharnessable rage that they can't seem to figure out how to control. And the best I've seen them control it is when Lilith is around and Lilith ain't going to be there. And then we got the sexy angels and as incredible as these two guys are, they are wild cards. They, they cannot seem to get out of their own way. They can't control themselves. Their anger is, is beyond. They can't, they can't, they can't put a container on their anger, but then you got the gifted and it seems like they're always just cool, calm and collected waiting to strike. As you said, Daniel planning, plotting, preparing. I feel like the gifted might take some belts in this match. Wow. All right. So we, we got, we got two for the gifted Andy. I gotta, I gotta hear, I gotta hear what you think. Yeah, um, you know, I'm not surprised if any of them win. The thing we have to think about is this is TLC2. This is, 
you, the first time uh, you got the speed of uh, Noah and Azzy uh, running up, grabbing those belts. And uh, if these things are being held high up again, that's the one thing where, um, you know, I, I don't give the Hellhounds as much of an advantage because um, Wheezy, Logan, uh, Azzy, and Noah are, are going to be a little bit quicker up the, up the ladder. But um, as much as I uh, love to kind of rile up uh, Cody here and there, um, his, uh, his bark has turned into bite. Cody, uh, I'm impressed with what you've been doing. And, um, you know, I, I think that uh, even though Lilith isn't going to be there, and, and, and you guys are right, Lilith put this new aggression in them that's hard to kind of harness. But the other thing that's hard to harness is Azzy, like, the man is just insane. He, he got banished from the last event, from hitting the owner, and that's his mentality going into everything is he's just full nonstop. And Noah is just, he understands where to hit his spots and he's the showstopper, man. Noah, Noah just understands how to, uh, you know, give the crowd what they want, but also he's always got his eyes on the prize. And while Azzy is always kind of doing his thing, Noah's always there to, to redirect. He's, He's a, he's a great ring general as well as being, you know, just an excellent high flyer. Um, the gifted, uh, you said uh, plotting silently. I don't think anything about Logan has been silent at all. He's been yapping his gums like crazy. And <laughs> I think that ultimately this is, this is uh, kind of crazy, but ultimately I am going to take the hellhounds to take the belts off the sexy angels. Wow. All right. Yeah. That's Full circle damn. for your boy. Beautiful. Oh, shit, there's a snake. Sorry. <laughs> Full circle for your boy. Daniel, you're up. <laughs> All right. I I've, uh, I've been devoting I've been devoting a bit of thought to to this match. And when when we talk when we talk about this match, we obviously we got to talk about the champion Sexy Angels. I I don't think I've ever seen seen a tag team crazier than the Sexy Angels. I think it's what I think it's what won won them their their title. And I'm not mm. saying that there is that there's not tremendous skill and gumption behind behind that craziness, but it's 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 that dangerous quiet kind of crazy where you yeah. not not so not so much for Azzy. He's he's a rabid dog that has to be, you know, held on a leash by by Noah Vale. And Noah Vale is he's the kind he's he's a oh god, what what's his name? He he's the guy from American Psycho. Patrick Bateman. Mm. Patrick Bateman. Right. He so he yeah. his in his in his brain, he he is he is all suave and charm. Men, women, everyone in between, ladies and gentle thems, everyone wants a piece of no avail. You're damn right. But in 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 that brain, deep where no one no one can see it, 
There's a damn killer. And that's why they are the GTW champions. Now we got the gifted. And like like Andy said, the man with the silver tongue has been wagging the silver tongue quite frequently. Well, let's not also forget that he has hands of stone. That And that is probably the most important thing. And when he gets into the ring, that is what's doing the talking. For sure. He and Wheezy T, as, as a tag team, it's one one on one against any other tag team i got to i got to say the gifted is hard pressed to take an l in any situation however this is not one tag team versus a tag team tlc triple threat which brings us around to the hellhounds something in cody and we we like to we gotta we gotta give some credit to Lilith for this. Has turned this violent rage into laser focus. In in my eyes, he is Absolutely. he is getting he is getting L's or I'm sorry he is getting W's by sheer violence. He is he is getting them in a very cerebral way. He's he's taking what what he has at the moment and immediately adapting to it. Now we haven't seen we haven't seen JT Mercer for for a little while now. And now that he is going to be back back in the mix in, in the mix and I don't think there's going to be any ring rust if that if 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 anything is worried about his his absence. I think I think he and he and Cody have been training hard, very very hard and with with Lilith being the one guiding guiding that focus, I I think JT Mercer, the, despite the fact that we haven't seen him in the grindhouse in in a long time, actually not since not since the classic, I don't think. The classic, right? Yeah. I think that ultimately, I this is the Hellhounds' time. And I don't, I don't like to, I don't like to say that because I, I love, I love sexy angels, two, two yeah. finer professional, professional wrestlers you'd be hard pressed to find. But I, I think, I think with everything that has gone down in the last six months, I don't think out crazying someone is going to work in this match. And I don't think all the plans in the world are going to win this match. I think training and adaptability are going to win this match and being able to correct on the fly and being able to switch up the game plan is what's going to win this match. And to, to me, that's going to go Ooh. to the Hellhounds, Cody and JT Mercer. Oh. So we get, we're two Listen, and two if, here. Yeah. If Lilith was there, I'd go Hellhound. I'd be with you guys on Hellhounds if Lilith was there. But seeing as she's not, I feel like that is a huge blow to the Hounds. So, I'll tell you what, Jay Breezy, you yeah. flipped me. You flipped oh. me. You might be right. I'm actually gonna go with the champs to retain. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I just had an epiphany that is like, it's kind of so perfect for the Sexy Angels run. They've been these dominant champs. 
yet they've been still very underrated and and um, you know uh, all underdogs go almost going into every single match that they've gone into while also still being dominant. And I felt, wait a second, we're doing this here again. You know, it, we're talking about a TLC match. This is what these guys do. This is, this is the match that's best set for them. What am I doing, you know, buying into that um, when the sexy angels, this is what they do. So, uh, man, this is going to be... This is going to be a hell of a fight. Uh, the grindhouse might da burn damn down um, because these guys are going to fight all around the grindhouse, and this thing's going to be crazy. Hopefully things get settled. I feel like they won't, you know, but uh, it's going to be an, a, an amazing fight. All right, and Jay Breezy, I, I also want to uh... – not necessarily piggyback on what, what Andy said, but to, to actually round back about Lilith not being there. These, these guys aren't just wandering into the grindhouse off the street. And they've, they've known for a month now that Lilith is going to be barred for ringside. So I only want you to consider that yeah. they have taken that into account and have been working working that strategy. Yeah. All, oh, all I, I consider it. I, yeah. I, yeah, I thought that same thing. But at the same time, what makes Lilith so effective is she, and I talked about this at the last event, during the match, she's making those halftime changes. She's like the coach out yeah. there telling them. So yeah. whatever they're planning for, like you said, the chaos of, for one, a TLC match, and two, the chaos of the Sexy Angels, that's something you can't plan for. So I that's that's why I don't think they're 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 they don't will not have that advantage of that third that third set of eyes to see everything that's going on and and make the changes they need to and I think while all that's going on I up goes Logan Cruz grabbing those belts you know make, make no mistake the Hellhounds are going to hurt people that's mm -hmm. what they come in there to do. And uh, I think ultimately that's where Lilith is the strongest asset is she refocuses them on uh, the bigger prize that's going on. And, you know, they are going to dominate, in my opinion, they're going to dominate most of the most of the match. But, um, you know, all it takes is a, is a few seconds to get those belts and uh, all of a sudden all that work you did and. All the pain you dealt out uh, doesn't mean anything because you're walking out without the belts. Well, wow. What what an incredible main event this is going to be. Mm -hmm. uh, guys, I'm I'm really, really excited about this. So we're gonna we're gonna do a little business in, in, in the back and then we're gonna have some final thoughts and I, I think that's gonna be that's gonna be it from us today. Okay. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at JU Wrestling and on Twitter at JU underscore wrestling. And of course at jabroniwrestling.com if you want merch. Again, you can find us at, uh, you can find JU Wrestling gear at our threadless store at jabroniu.threadless.com. To follow Grind Time Wrestling, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Official Grind Time Wrestling. To purchase tickets to Apocalypse and all future events, subscribe, subscribe to Grind Time Wrestling at eventbrite.com or you can get your tickets directly from grindtimewrestling.com. 
Tickets are only $20 and are extremely limited. You pay more at the door, so get your tickets now and uh, at eventbrite.com and at grindtimewrestling.com. Remember, card is subject to change. To check out all the other wonderful podcasts on the Jabroni U Podcast Network, follow the Jabroni University Podcast Network on Facebook, Instagram, and J- Twitter at Jabroni U and at JabroniU.com, where you can follow the exploits of the Allen Club on Why Do We Ever Meet, tune in to Biff Radio with Ben Center, be a fly on the wall in the local's barbershop after hours, listen to all new hip-hop on Flow and & Tell, and, of course, draft pop culture on our flagship show, The Draft Podcast. Again, your gateway to follow all of these wonderful podcasts is jabroniu.com. Remember to give us a five-star rating and a like, share, retweet, and subscribe. Or Daniel Starling, is he's just going to keep hurting dogs. He's a madman with no soul and no scruples. Please, please stop him. Guys, I want to hear some final thoughts from all of you. It's been wonderful talking to you again this evening. And remember, the event is Saturday, April 24th at the Grindhouse 5642 Jason Lee Place in Sarasota, Florida. Andy, I meant yeah. to say I meant to say tugboat, but I guess I'm saying well, let's let's roll good. with it. Andy, final thoughts? Yeah, I I think this is going to be, you know, a hell of an event and uh it's just there's so many great matchups on this. It, this almost feels like a culmination, um, especially once we get to the main event. And, you know, we got some tournament matches going, um, you know, some, some titles on the line. And <coughs> I don't know. I'm just excited. Tugboat, your final thoughts. Yeah, this match may be happening on 424, but let us not forget it's sponsored by Munchies 420. And this is going to be a massive event with implications for the future of, of GTW. We've got we're we're finally going to have an answer to the tag team champions. We're going to have some answers to see who's going into that tournament. Man, things are looking bright. Come out if you can. Jay Breezy, final thoughts. I'll tell you what, Daniel, uh apocalypses are a lot like armageddon's you know i don't want to miss one forearm i don't want to miss one kick i don't want to miss a thing that's right apocalypse well i don't know about you guys but armageddon out of here (laughs) it's so bad we'd like to thank you so much for listening to the gtw podcast with the gtw commentary crew for a train Andy Liner, for Tugboat, Drew Kissler, for Jay Breezy. I'm your host, Daniel Salorzno. And remember, it's not your time, it's our time. Take her easy. <laughs> <laughs>